Today on Lockdown Red Wings, Detroit starts and finishes strong, but it's not enough as they fall to the Capitals 4-3. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J, a WWJ News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's a host over at Locked On Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And on today's episode, guys, uh, Red Wings played their second preseason game. It's in the books. They fell four to three to the Capitals, and we'll give you our biggest takeaways from that because uh, there's there's a few. Red Wings played their B team. Capitals played what you could have, I could you could suggest is their A team. I mean, anytime Ovechkin and Kuznetsov and Tom Wilson and all those guys are out there, Backstrom, that's going to be their A team. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about it. See what we could take away from that game. Uh, but first, Scotty, happy Friday! Thanks, man. Happy yeah. Friday to you too. Thanks. I mean, it was a really obviously we're recording this just before midnight on Thursday, I'm following the Lions game, and it's been I mean hell of a day for me, but especially. For you, with the Tigers winning back-to-back games, Torkelson hitting 30 home runs, Red Wings hockey, win or lose, Red Wings preseason hockey is a good thing. And then, oof, three and one, baby. The Detroit Lions, the- baby. The Detroit football Lions, Kings of the North, baby. Kings of the North. And if we have time for it, maybe we'll chit-chat at the end about it. But we got to talk about this Man, Red Wings hockey game. People love when we do that. And people love when we... Uh, we talk about sports <laughs> talk that aren't hockey right at the beginning of the show. Uh, so... Leading off with the Detroit Red Wings, uh, they came out of the gate flying. I mean, and, and as I stated, the uh, the Washington Capitals had a lot of their, you know, starting guys. Ovechkin was there. Oshie was there. Kuznetsov was there. Backstrom. Tom Wilson. On the back end, they had uh, John Carlson. They had a lot. Rasmus Sandin. A lot of their starters played this game. Well, for the Red Wings, your best forward was Daniel Sprong. Like, you didn't have Larkin. You didn't have Raymond because... Typically in the preseason, when you're on the road, you play like the guys you're trying to, you know, give minutes, try out guys, prospects, see what they got. You save your starting players, your roster guys for home games. And despite that, I thought the Red Wings had a fantastic first. Uh, They were really swarming. Uh, Shots were officially 10 to 5 Detroit after the first period. And uh, I mean, it's showcased. They had the first period, they had a 70. Uh, 78% expected goals, four percentage at five on five after 20. I, I love the way they started. Uh, but then after that, it kind of capitals did what you would expect them to do with their best players on the ice for sure. Yeah, no, I, I again, like I, I I'm going to say it after the wins. I'm going to say it after the losses too. Like I, I don't really care about results as far as wins and losses go oh, in yeah. the preseason. Um, yeah, and no one should, but, uh, you know, for as much as, you know, like the top line didn't play for the wings in this game. I mean, there were still some like prominent players playing though. Oh, absolutely. Um, and and there's still quite a lot to take out of this. Uh, I, I think, did you have a place you wanted to start specifically? Um, I mean, I think the most obvious thing to talk about was I thought Daniel Sprong, especially in the first period, was absolutely stellar. Uh, he scored a goal, gave the Red Wings a one nothing lead uh, early in the second period. And that was off a beautiful feed from Simon Edmondson. But that was more or less just like the reward for the hard work that he had been putting in up until that point. 
he I thought he looked great all game. Uh, whenever he was on the ice, I thought he looked good. He led the team in shots, which again, preseason number, but we're going to take that. Uh, he, yeah, he had six, six shots. No one else on the team even had more than, uh, more than four. The next highest was four. Um, and we'll get to some of those guys in a sec. So I thought they looked good too, but yeah, I, I thought Sprong was, was, you know, like we lost Kubalik. We lost like that depth kind of grip it and rip it type of player and not that sprong is going to be as like the puck will go on net no matter or not not on net but the puck will get shot no matter what i guess i'll say like kubalik was but i think sprong has the ability to really be like a very very valuable depth scorer to this team i mean he has a nasty wrister i I, i'm not going to deny that and he was swarming all over the place you know, defensively, I think, well, and this is a problem with the whole team. And again, you're playing your B team against the Capitals A team. So you can't really yeah. nitpick it too much. Uh, defensively, I felt like the team as a whole, but Sprong too had left a little bit to be desired. But in the offensive zone, he was aggressive. He forced turnovers. He had a lot of shots, a lot of opportunities. Even the power play early in the game, they were cycling pretty well. Didn't get a lot of opportunities, but they were cycling the puck really well, trying to find space. Uh, I really liked what I saw out of Daniel Sprong all game. And I mean, they gave him 18 minutes and 58 seconds of ice time, which was second only, Scotty, to Joe Valeno, who had 19 minutes and 55 seconds of ice time, led the forwards. Uh, And, you know, I don't, he had three shots. He had a plus minus of two. I thought Joe Valeno looked pretty solid out there. There's not, like you said, Scotty, there's not a lot you can really deep dive into with these these games, but for going up, for Joe Valeno going up against, you know, the best players of the Capitals to be a plus two and have three shots and have near on nearly 20 minutes ice time. That is, you know, there's something to be said about that. It's, it's, I don't want to try. I don't want to go too far with my statement here, but it's, it's at least you can definitively say that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Like I also said this after the first preseason game, like, you we're going to take everything with a grain of salt and but but preseason means a lot more to some people than others right mm-hmm. the pre results for the preseason don't mean a dang thing to Dylan Larkin right he we know what Dylan Larkin's going to be no one's expecting him to go out there and put up you know like a 30 point season like out of nowhere right like it's it's right so we're we're we we all know what he's going to provide no one's worried about that um, for someone like Valeno, preseason is everything. I could argue, I think I could make a winning argument actually, that the this preseason, the, the person who it is the most important to is Joe Valeno. I think that that is a, a very winnable argument. Uh, we, I mean, we're talking about somebody who, uh, some people have as like that he's going to be the four C on opening night, and other people have like losing his spot to Marco Casper, like <laughs> and like everything in between as well, like thirteenth skater, whatever. Like, and, and it's still preseason, and and it's still you know et cetera et cetera. But I love giving him a ton of ice time because he is one of the few people. Few might be a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, I guess few people on this team who like. What they do in preseason is like actually super important to what kind of role they may have going into the start of the season. Yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned Marco Casper too, uh, because there has been a lot of chatter, and you know we have mentioned it too that you know long term do we see Joe Valeno being able to be a center on this team? We don't know because there's a lot of center depth 
especially high picks at center that have been spent the last couple of years that might very well may push him out. But Marco Casper in this game, honestly, as much as we always want to sing the praises of our top picks, he didn't really impress me all too much in this hockey game. He was a minus two. I believe he had one shot on net in this hockey game. Let me double check on that. Make sure I get that right. Uh, yeah, just one shot on net. Corsi four percentage was 20%. Expected goals four percentage was 23% at five on five. Relative was negative 27. And, you know, again, I'm not worried because this is Marco Casper going up against Alex Ovechkin right. uh, in a preseason hockey game. So it would, it makes sense that maybe he's a little bit outclassed, uh, but it was, it, I was really excited to see him play. And I was a little bit let down with the performance that he had, but not like I'm again, because it's that preseason game, I'm not worried. I was just like, Oh, that's a bummer. I was hoping he'd play a little bit better, but there's going to be several more preseason games ahead of him to figure that out. And likely a lot of time, the AHL to mature. Correct. Agreed. Uh, absolutely. So we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, and when we come back, I want to, there's, I want to talk about Simon Edmondson, Robbie Fabry, and then at some point talk about the goalie situation in this game. And then just Alex Lyon as in general, and maybe the lot, I think actually thinking about it, the lion thing might be better served as a conversation for a different episode. I might tease it today, but an in-depth conversation might be needed on a different day because Prashant Iyer brought up something really interesting on Twitter and I wanted to address it. Uh, but first I got to talk to you guys today about DoorDash. Burnt your last piece of toast. Avocado's gone bad. Or is that hot sauce bottle empty? Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. You'll get everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver restaurant favorites. And now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered, or they'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries like you picked them yourself. Want even more value? You can save all your grocery. You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders from the Dash Pass, Dash Pass membership. I don't know why that always trips me up. Dash pass membership. Dude, I, say I dash did pass. this on Tigers, man. I said dash pass. <laughs> That's what I say all the time. Because so I think dumb. it's the dash and then the membership. It's the, a lot of the sh sounds, but it's the dash pass membership. So get that and save extra get, uh, extra money on your guys' orders. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you, you, you use code LOCKED. At checkout, limited time offer terms apply. That's 50% off, up to $20 and no minimum subtotal and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKED. Segment two, Locked on Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are breaking down the second preseason game, a loss to the Washington Capitals. Uh, Robbie Fabry very nearly single-handedly brought the Red Wings back to a tie in this game. I think he scored he scored two goals back-to-back -back late in the third, and I, they were like 30 seconds apart. The one was an absolute ripper of a shot, barred down, assisted by, well, Daniel Sprong and Ole Mata. It was a great pass by Daniel Sprong, too. And then the second one was an unassisted goal uh, late in the third with about a minute and a half left in the game. It was, it when Derek Olone spoke to the media and said that, Rob, this is the strongest he's ever seen Robbie Fabry, the best he's ever seen Robbie Fabry. You know, obviously we all take it with a little bit of a grain of salt because of the injury history he's had. Like, can he stay healthy? It's always going to be a question floating over his head. These two goals, albeit being preseason, do help 
to maybe reassure fans that he's back and he is healthy. And a healthy Fabry is an asset. Dude, I so I, I only have one other player that I, I really like wanted to make a point to talk about. Um, about how good I thought they looked, but Fabry was, I mean, like, you know, it's easy with the, with the results, but even if you take away the, the, the goals, right? Like you just look at the, the passing that he was able to do the four shots on net. Like he was, he was a force out there, man. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I want, I want to believe so bad. You know what I mean? Like I, I really want to believe that, like if we can get, you know, like like you, I don't know, like a ten percent uptick from like even normal, like what we're used to, Robbie Fabry production, that would go a incredibly long way over the course of an eighty-two game season. Um, and I thought this was a great first step. Uh, seeing him, this, I mean, this, there's an argument. This is the most healthy he's ever been. Like Lalone mm. said, right? So. Um, yeah, I, I thought he looked absolutely fantastic. Again, even taking the results that he ended up getting out of it, uh, I thought he looked great. I, I thought he was skating strong. Um, he, he wasn't skating scared either. Not that he ever did, even when he was, you know, getting hurt all the time, whatever. But um, I, I thought he was I thought he was great. Well, you know, it's funny. You mentioned how Raymond is the taking the torch from Cabrera as best shape of his life, but I think yeah. that might actually belong to Robbie Fabry. It uh, might. It might. Yeah. Unfortunately for Fabry, this is more something out of his hands than it was with Miguel Cabrera. Uh, but a, a strong, healthy Robbie Fabry adds so much depth to this middle six. Like you think about how dangerous a middle six with a Daniel Sprong, a Robbie Fabry, a Michael Rasmussen, and either a David Perron or a Lucas Raymond with whoever you want being on that top line, obviously you replace with the other guy. Like those are four wingers that are all capable. At least three of them are capable of getting you 20 plus goals. Michael Rasmussen, we still remains to be seen, but we think that Rasmussen has a 45 point ceiling. If he can play a full 82 games, he was on pace for that before his injury last year. Like that's some really good depth scoring. If you can hit four middle six wingers to score 20 plus goals. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's phenomenal. Like then, then that idea in different of, ways too. It's not just all a bunch of you know yeah. like wristers or a lot of snipers or whatever. Like Rasmussen's rigging havoc in front of the net using the body. Fabry's a little more athletic. Like you know what I mean. Like the the, the versatility of how those goals are being scored as well would be would be fantastic. Well, and then you're really looking at a situation and like we we talked about it that because of the way that this rebuild has panned out with no lottery luck and just coming in with zero cabinet that Steve Eisman might be trying to build this a little bit more like a Seattle Kraken team or even a Vegas team yesterday, last year, even though yeah. Vegas did have the star power. Uh, they just had dealt with a lot of injuries where the production comes from all over the roster. That actually becomes a pretty, pretty decent chance of becoming reality if this middle six is healthy and produces the way we think they can produce. But I feel we are getting a little off topic and a little ahead of ourselves as we are in preseason not, game I'm not number proclaiming two. anything yeah. again. It's, it's, it's a preseason game. All this whole conversation is just simply Robbie Fabry looked really good. That wait, is literally wait, it. Wait, Scotty, I, I have the, I have the, the blanket statement to protect us. We like the idea right. of a healthy Robbie Fabry. There we go. The only other person I really wanted to bring up. Wait, wait, uh, wait can I, I guess? Can I guess? Up. Can I guess? Yeah. Simon Edvinson. No, no, but I agree. I, I do. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. But that's not the one guy I, I really wanted to point out that I thought played well. But yes, I, I thought Edvinson looked really good. 
Obviously, the uh, he had the he had the secondary or the primary on that. I don't remember. But... He had the primary and Sprong's goal. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he looked good. And the thing that I liked most about Edvinson's game, honestly, like we we've been seeing throughout camp and and through the exhibition games, like the passing is clearly much better than it was last year. But I liked him gripping and ripping, man. A few shots on net. I I that was kind of what uh, made me the most giddy. Yeah, I mean, I I. I think for me, Simon Edmondson was my favorite player to watch in this hockey game. I mean, he led the team in ice time, 23 minutes and 53 seconds against the best players of the Washington Capitals. Granted, probably going half speed because it's a preseason game. Uh, he was a plus one with one primary assist. It was a beautiful pass. It was a simple play, but that was a, he had a very narrow window to hit Daniel Sprong down low with that pass. He had two or three guys closing in on that gap yeah. he had. And so while the play, it was really his only play he could make. He had to nail that play in the window that he was given. And it was a very crisp, clean pass right to Daniel Sprong, who just outweighed his opponents and buried the puck. I love that. And the defensive zone, I thought he was really good. He got plenty of uh, penalty kill time as well. He had two minutes and 20 seconds on the penalty kill. Although the, I'm sorry, I read that wrong. It was one minute and 16 seconds on the penalty kill. I was reading Justin Hall's stat. So, I mean, overall, I, I really enjoyed what I saw out of Simon Edmondson and it's probably his most complete game in the Red Wings yeah. uniform in the Agreed. preseason so far. Agreed. Agreed. Um, the person I wanted to shout out was uh, JT Comfer. That's fair. I liked a I lot thought, what I saw. I thought JT Comfer looked really good. Um, had a few shots on net, uh, was on the ice for, I, I think, two of the goals. Um but I, I think the thing that really I, I liked most of all was just I, I thought that he was, I, I mean, dare I say, like pretty comfortably the best defensive forward on the ice for the wings. And like, again, like it's hard to know with game speed being limited and it being the preseason and knowing like who on which team is, is you know, really going 100% and whatnot. But I, I thought that uh, he was just like last year, we talked so much about how this team's style it would be so beneficial for them to get like a really aggressive, like not, you know, overly aggressive to a, a fault, but like aggressive four checkers as forwards. And I just felt like he kind of fit that bill uh, pretty well in this hockey game. Um, and then we talked about Marco Casper earlier. I, the only part of the, of his game that I kind of liked was I, he, I think I can double check. Actually, I was going to say, I think he went 50, 50 split on face-offs. And like, that's obviously a big thing. We talked about a lot last year. Uh, he went five for 11. So he, he lost six and won five in the face-off circle. So um, that's something that I, I've been kind of wanting to keep an eye out. eye on too during the preseason, because that was something the wings really struggled at last year, especially in like the thick of when they were losing. They were losing a lot of face-offs, especially in the defensive zone. And uh, so if they can get, you know, Copper back and, and like, you're going to have Larkin in that conversation. If, if you can get some some guys who are going to go in there and uh, can actually win you some face-offs, I think that'd go a long way. Yeah, I mean, Comfer went 7-12 and 12 in the face-off circle, 36% win percentage for him. So not great showing there. But I did yeah. like what I saw out of him overall in the first period. I mean, we signed him. You were praising him for praising him for his defensive game. I mean, that's what you signed him for. You signed right. him to be another two-way forward. A lot of the acquisitions and draft picks that Eisman has made has been in an attempt to create an all-around good hockey team. 
not a team that's a glass cannon, not a team that will it will play the trap against you and slow you down and bore you to death watching the television, but a team that's going to do it all. JT Comfer, I thought, really played well in the first period. I think like a lot of the guys, his play kind of dipped periods two and three, and the Capitals kind of took over uh, until the Red Wings finished strong with those two goals by uh, Robbie Fabry. Uh, we'll take another quick break. And when we come back, we'll talk about the goaltending very briefly. I think I want to save, I'm, th- I'm leaning towards saving the, the real Alex line conversation sure. for another day, another off day. Uh, but first we are going to take a quick break and we'll wrap up this conversation. So stay tuned to locked on Red Wings. Segment three locked on Red Wings podcast. Scotty and I are wrapping up our conversation regarding the Red Wings 4-3 loss to the Washington Capitals in Game 2 of the preseason. Uh, Alex Lyon played the first two periods of this hockey game, and Sebastian Kosa played the final 20. Scotty, first blush, what were your reactions to their uh, their, their games in this one? Um, I, I mean... <laughs> Meh, <laughs> I guess. Like that. What did they both give up? Two. Yeah. Like they both gave up two. Uh, in they both faced about the same amount of shots. Yeah. Fourteen against Kosa and fifteen against Lion. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's hard to look at either of those and be like blown away. Uh, I, I, I can't believe I'm really saying this, but I'm, I'm glad it wasn't even worse for Kosa. Like, is that like a discourage, like a backhanded compliment? I guess it kind of is, but. Um, like the last time we saw Sebastian Cosa, he it was just like a, a flood, right? It was just a, very overwhelming. Anything put on net was kind of going in. So um, nice to like not see that, I guess. But like, I don't really care too much about like Cosa's performance. I think this is more just about getting him experience against some NHL talent. Um, as far as Lion goes, uh, I mean, like you said, you wanted to save like the big overarching like conversation on what to do with him, like you know, big picture. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it, it wasn't fantastic, but like you brought him in to be your like safety valve third option. So like, I'm not sure I'm really expecting like fantastic. Yeah. And so the question I had regarding Alex Lyon is like, literally what do you do with him right now? You signed him to your NHL roster. And now we are in waiver wire season that officially started today. Yeah. So you can't send him to Grand Rapids without putting him through waivers. And Prashant Iyer on Twitter poised the question, you know, do you put him on waivers? Because, and I agree with him, he's not making it through waivers, especially with the news that Andre Vasilevsky is going to be out eight to 10 weeks. Tampa needs a goalie desperately. So are you okay with losing Lion to the waiver wire? Because you definitely will. I mean, we said that about a couple different players last year, and it didn't end up coming to fruition. But Lions better than Helberg and Nedeljkovic. So, are you comfortable with losing him on waivers? Are you, would you rather waive James Reimer? I actually think there's an argument to, argument to be made on that regard. Um, or do you carry three goalies? But like I said, Scotty, I think we should probably save that for a different day because that yeah, is going to be that. more than one segment. I think on its own. Yeah, and I, and I also think it's you know. It's two games into the preseason. <laughs> yeah, but you, you're carrying three goalies, and one of them, either you carry three goalies or one of them has to go through waivers. I understand that. I'm just saying, like, that's not a decision that's going to be made tomorrow. Like, no, they'll, no, no. they'll carry three and keep making cuts around that until they absolutely have to stop carrying three. So, like, yeah. we have time, and they're going to get more looks on the ice, too. Um, regarding how they played in this game, meh, I thought it was fine. 
Yeah. Uh, I thought Kosa, he made a couple really nice saves. Uh, I thought that the power play goal that he allowed, uh, Rasmus Sandin's shot from the point, I thought it looked like it was through a screen. So I'm going to give him a mulligan on that one. I thought the John Carlson one, it came off a scrum in front. I thought it was still a little weak. I thought he maybe could have gotten there. Um, but I'm not going to nitpick every single puck that goes in on him. That's not fair to him as a young player. Uh, I thought it was definitely an improvement over what we saw in the red and white game or not in the red and white game, the Red Wings prospects tournament. So uh, we're going to continue to build off of that. Although he was very visibly frustrated after the Jonathan Carlson goal in the third, which was the one that ended up being the game winner. But I think I thought they played. Okay. I thought they played passable considering it being a preseason game. I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't like they're awful either. That's yeah. Much no, I, again, it's individual performances, and I thought that the guys that we just highlighted as like having good individual performances were like the most important players in this game. So that's yeah. probably a good sign. I mean, again, you look at the players who scored the goals for the Washington Capitals: so Rasmus Sandin, right. Tom Wilson, Nick Backstrom, and John Carlson, like everyday players for the Nick uh, for the yeah. Washington Capitals against the Detroit Red Wings B team. So. You're not gonna, I'm not going to overly scrutinize these goaltenders. Yep, agreed. Um, I mean, it's 25 minutes on the mark. Do you have any final thoughts on the game as a whole? No, that's it. Cool. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to bother throwing it up, but the Hockey Stat Card uh, on HockeyStatCards.com has Simon Edison as the best player for the Red Wings in today's game, given uh, based on game score. Good for him. Yeah, he looked great. That's just one metric, but it supports my narrative, so... We take that. We sing right. Uh, Scotty, how do you feel about the Detroit Lions being three and one, winning in Lambeau? Kings of the North, baby. I, I. Oh man, I, I th- this this city just deserves just one winner so badly. <laughs> And I'm hoping that uh, that this year we can have a couple, right? Hopefully the uh, the Wings take a step forward. I think the Pistons are probably still a year away, but like a full healthy season of Cade, knock on wood, should be fun. Um, should be a fun off season. Should be a fun off season for the Tigers. You know, almost 500 this year at the end of, by when it's all said and done. Like that'll be a good building block for them. But you know, the the who would have thought the team leading the charge out of like the depths when we went through like. Of half a decade where all four of these teams were like last place teams pretty much consistently every year would be the Detroit Lions. The Lions would be the team with the lantern in the front of the pack saying, follow me. Like, who would have thought? Who would have thought, man? We didn't like, I'm relatively sure, don't quote me exactly on this, but I'm relatively sure like the first time in my lifetime they won in Lambeau, I was like in high school or like maybe even college, like I was like relatively old, like when they like won in Lambeau for the first time in my lifetime. Like, and and they said on the broadcast, like we only had two 10 win seasons in the last like 20 years. Like, and you know, there's still a lot of season left. I'm not anointing anything. We've been down this road before, we've had optimism before. You know, I'm 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 not gonna be the one to uh to get punked here, but like going into Lambeau and dominating them, dominating them. And then there's a sea of blue in the stands. And after the game, there's let's go lions, like deafening let's go lions chance in Lambeau field. That's just, I love sports. Yeah. It's been, it was a, like I said, it was a great day for 
me, but you especially, uh, with the fact that the Red Wings played hockey, the Tigers won. They swept the series against the Royals as they should, because the Royals are awful. Uh, but that in Miggy's final homestand, Torkelson hit his 30th bomb of the year. He's over 90 RBIs on the season going into the final series against the Cleveland Indians. They'll probably get a lockup, albeit the worst division in baseball. They'll lock up second place in the division as well. Huge step forward year from them after a lot of people were like putting their hands in the air, not knowing where, what's going on. And then the Lions, I can't. That game, that first half was astonishing. Yeah, it got a, it got scary at one point. Admittedly, like never like real threat, but like I mean, it it got to you know a two possession game. Obviously, there at the end, it got a little little. Your palms got a little sweaty. Like, oh my goodness, we can't be doing this right now. But I don't know, man. When like all the players on the team say like you know it's not the same, they keep saying it's not the same, and like I'm 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 starting to believe them, and that's kind of exciting. Yeah, it's it's just nuts. That third, okay, but to be fair, that that one good drive that they had in the third quarter was precipitated by two really bad calls by the referees. And I'm not trying to like you have to beat both teams have to beat the refs. The ref made made some bad calls on both sides. We, that one any drive team in America and Canada combined that deserves a little bit of ref luck. It is the Detroit Lions. I don't care. They made two bad like there was the face mask or the hands in the face they call to the face on hutch yeah on hutch and then was it anzalone where they called it it, unsportsmanlike conduct or roughing right yeah just talking about the the packers guy jumping over the line that benefited us that right that was my point it was was it was late as hell but it was the right call to make that one yeah um but the Anzalone knocking the guy out of bounds as he was running down the sideline and then him getting a a, a roughing penalty yeah. or whatever it was was ridiculous. Kept their hey, play we'll, alive. We'll take the win, baby. We'll take the win for sure. Uh, and then not, check not out forget, Matt Barry. Let's not forget the huge play they got with the clock running out. The clock ran out and Yo, they got yeah, a free true. play. They got, extra, they got a play. The clock hit zero. That's, yeah. They got a touchdown because of that play. Um, so despite all that, the Lions persevered through a bad third quarter. Not the same. I'm just pumped, man. At least I hope so. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Lions. Uh, no, but seriously, go listen to Matt Derry. Matt Derry rocks, yeah. Previously featured on Hard Knocks last season. I don't know if you guys caught True. that. He, mm-hmm. uh, he was, yeah. He's a lockdown big... rep there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give us your thoughts on the Red Wings and hell. Give us your thoughts on the Lions, too. Why not? We ball, right, Scotty? We ball, baby. Uh, and we are so back. We are so back. Uh, any final thoughts? We will. We'll be back with a new episode on Monday. So stay tuned for that. We got what one game over the weekend? Yeah, one Saturday. Saturday against the Caps at home. So stay tuned for that. Same time, same place. It's your team every, every day. day.